Welcome to the heartland of America, as the World Wrestling Federation presents the first ever King of the Ring extravaganza. Tonight, eight of the toughest superstars of the WWF will bang heads in a grueling single elimination tournament to determine once and for all who is the King of the Ring. Welcome to Talking Turnies, number six, where we're going to be talking about MAW's heavyweight title tournament from December 15th, 2001. I am one of your hosts, Sam Dimashu, and with me, per usual, is Dan Rice. Dan, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. This episode is in my wheelhouse. How about you, Sam? How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. When you say in your wheelhouse, what do you mean? I just this like I think that I've never liked wrestling as much as when I was trading for tapes in the early 2000s. This one probably predates me a little bit because 2002 is when I really got going. But and I wasn't a big MAW guy, but just in general, all the cast of characters, the video quality, it makes me feel happy, makes me feel nostalgic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, obviously, this is maybe a little bit before my time before I got into indie wrestling. And I never was a tape trader, so this is kind of outside my wheelhouse. But I'm excited to kind of dig into this one just because it's a fun little lineup we got here. As we usually do, we're going to run through that lineup. It is an eight-man tournament, single night, elimination. We've got Corporal Robinson, Skull Crusher, CM Punk. Hulk Cabano, Dino Bambino, Adrian Serrano, Adam Pierce, and Ian Rotten. Dan, what was your first kind of impressions when you saw that lineup? Well, I, like I said, I wasn't an MAW guy, but I was an IWA Mid-South guy. So I was I was like, sold. This is great. Um, I loved, you know, Colton, CM Punk, like everyone from that generation did. And then I grew to love Ian Rotten and I can't corp, you know, it was a fun time. So I was like, let's, let's you know, see how it goes. See how it holds up. Yeah, what about well, you? How familiar are you with this cast of characters? The uh, wrestler I'm most familiar with. <laughs> is obviously, Rache Brown. Yeah. Also known as Skull Crusher. From P 
peak ROH, the real peak ROH, the HDNet era, where him and Keith Walker were the skull crushers, but with a K. I think I've only seen from the HDNet era, I've only really seen like the, the Kingston stuff. That's fair. That's fair. And that's also a lie, just to be clear. I am familiar with these folks, but like I am not well versed in peak CM Punk or early CM Punk. Indie run CM Punk in general. I've seen a smattering of Ian Rotten from 2000s, 2006 or so. I have my I have good vibes on Ian Rotten. Adam Pierce, I know more for his kind of not his NWA work, NWA work, but that period of his career, I would say. Like the NWA work in Ring of Honor or just just kind of that era of him, okay. whether it be watching like his indie stuff from non Ring of Honor, from Ring of Honor, um, whether it be the Brett Albright stuff or whether it be him doing the Colcabana seven stages of hell or whatever it was. Yeah. Stuff like that. So I can all, I can say without a shadow of a doubt, not super familiar with Dino and zero familiar with Adrian Serrano. Well, I, I think in one of the cases you were in for a treat this evening. <laughs> I'm curious which way you mean. Cause I was, I, I think I agree almost with both. Uh, okay. regardless. Right. So there we go. Is there anything else you would like to say before we hop into it? Uh, no, I think we should just get into it. All right. Oh, oh, I lied. I'm going to set the stage. the stage. Ian Rotten was the MAW champion. And then he hit Carmine Despirito, the promoter, an on-screen character, because you have to be, with the chair. So there you go. We got to have a tournament. Carmine is going to come up multiple times during this show. He is. He's a character in more ways than one. So, December 15th, 2001. We're in Windlake, Wisconsin, I believe. First round matchup, first match on the card. It is Colt Cabana versus Dino Bambino. I will say, all of the matches on this card were tournament matches. So there will be no discussion of other matches because those other matches do not exist for this event. Um, but Colt Cabana versus Dino Bambino. Dan, what were you thinking? Well, I know that they cut out an opening match and a Dino Bambino promo, but we'll somehow carry on. And, uh, and IWTV does this cool thing, which I guess is probably from wherever they got the, you know, from Smartmark Video, where they list all the other matches. They're just not on there. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, but it is exactly what you expect. It is a minute and 37 seconds before you get a kip-up standoff. So we are we are right in the early 2000s indies. We're right in uh, the indies of either... 2001 or 2021. Right? Yeah, but like this is, you know, I guess it all goes back to Malenko and Guerrero, but we have to have the Kip-Up standoff. Um, it took me a long time to figure it out, but the ref in this, I wrote down that he's dressed like Danny Tanner. I don't know if that bothered you, but I didn't know he was the ref until like 30 seconds in. I was like, who is this guy standing there? He's just in jeans and a multicolored polo. Hey, man, just let him live. Let him work. 
He's cooking. It's Colonel Blatnick, an MAW former champion. I don't know how we didn't spot that. I don't know how we didn't either. That feels yeah. like she's been all over that one. Um, as for the match, um, it kind of wasn't a whole lot. I mean, Colt killed himself on the top rope her Piranha. Um, Dino was going to get a shooting star press, which is probably going to be his most impressive spot in the match. And he, he took about 12 minutes to set it up. Perfect. Um, and then Colt wins by submission. I mean, that it, it was fine. It doesn't stick out of my memory at all anymore. What about you? I thought it was a bit of a who. I thought it was okay. a bit of a who. Dino's kind of all over the place. He's just, he's vibing out there. He's got lots of energy, which is not going to be the case for everyone on this card. <laughs> and I will accept that over the alternative. He also does Melina's finisher, which I thought was a bold choice. But it's, Melina, obviously, not wrestling at this point yet. So, he didn't steal it. She stole it. You know, the originator. Whatever the fuck that move's called. The lay drop, reverse DDT sort of situation. I'm sure she was watching her uh, MAW tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I like the little story they had going on here. It wasn't much, but Dino kind of biffing up his leg and Colt taking advantage of it. That you know, it works. It works. Uh, like you said, though, like maybe not a whole lot to it, but I think Dino's energy sort of elevated this one for me. So that's and not the foreshadow too much of the night. But this match, the story is Colt taking things more seriously, which probably works better in 2001 because that's been the story with Colt. That storyline has been done a dozen times with Colt. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not funny Colt right now. I'm serious Colt. Yeah. So, but yeah, it worked. I don't think I was a hoot for me, but I liked it. It was fine. All right. Moving on. Next match in the first round. Corporal Robinson versus Adrian Serrano. Dan. Better or worse than Colt Commander versus Dino. Oh, Better. Within seconds, better. Damn. Corporal Robinson comes out smoking, which is pretty standard for him. But then it cuts to the ring where Adrian Serrano is already smoking. And then it pans to his valet, Holly, also smoking. (laughs) I mean, what does Colt Dino have on that? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You're right. Oh, and then then it panned. I didn't write this down. I think it then panned to just a random girl in a bikini's butt. Amazing. I don't know if she was like a ring card girl. Like, I don't see her the rest of the night. She showed up. It just is like, here's a butt. And I was like, okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's the energy this match was bringing. That is the chaotic energy of the match. Um, Adrian Serrano's got like the kickboxer MMA gimmick, um, which works, except he loves to do knee strikes. And there's some of the worst knee strikes yeah, I've ever seen. Ass, Man. and he, they're just a big part of his arsenal. Yeah, I was. Watching but I thought his kicks, kicks looked good. Also, just to be clear, he's a Muay Thai expert who is probably like five five. Yeah, Corp's like five ten, six foot. He's a maybe not the largest man on the planet, but he's a big dude. He's a big dude. You wouldn't want to get into a fight with him. Asian Toronto, I would take I would take my chances. See, I think it had some of that UFC one, you know, early UFC vibes because it's like, here's a guy who says he's a Muay Thai expert. You just gotta believe him, I guess. And here's a guy who you know has been in a thousand fights. Let's see what happens. You're right. You're right. Hundred percent. Um 
Um, Adrian's valet, who I think is Holly, don't fault me on that. They run in, and this is not fit with the movie Tiger make. She runs in, and I did not expect this. They hit a double team move, like out of nowhere, like they're a tag team. And that kind of leads to the finish in a way. Like, you think that's it, like, but then Corpse, Corpse starts to fire back up, and then he just knocks him out. He knocks out the Muay Thai expert with a, with an overhand punch that was not one of the top ten best punches thrown in the match. No. It was a very funny ending. Uh, it made me it made me chuckle. I was like, no, I'm I, re- yeah. I watched it twice. I watched it twice because I'm like, maybe I missed something. No, it's I just didn't. flops. Adrian got payoff. Just took him the chin. Spoilers. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that I thought some of the punches in the match looked good. And was like that. Not this one. Yeah. I, I don't think I like his match as much as you. Okay. I do not think it's as good as Colt for Dino. For sure. Though that open the beginning is fucking dude's rock. Uh, sort of wrestling right there. There is one spot in particular in this match where I was just absolutely losing it. The crowd could not give a shit. And I was like, how is no one pumped up for this? And it's Corp doing a lay drop off the apron on oh, Serrano. And I'm yes. like, that's sick. Robinson's asshole just exploded and no one gives a shit. Come on, Wisconsin. Uh, there also was like repeated snap suplexes on the floor. There was a lot of like devastating looking stuff. The crowd just did not care about. They're not here for a good time. I don't know. Oh, there's also for. here's what I like. There was a pen attempt on the floor, and the announcers did not try to cover it. They were just like, "This is stupid. Why is why is he counting the pen?" What an idiot! Uh, amazing, uh, amazing. But yeah, finishes his corp doing a punch to the trained martial artist, as it were. And there you go. Anything more you want to add before we move on? No, I don't think so. All right, it's time for Rache Brown. Scott, there, no one's he. No one calls me Rache Brown. Just to be clear, in this tournament, this is just me adding in my HGNet historian status stuff here. Uh, Skull Crusher versus Adam Pierce. So before the match, kind of lay the groundwork here. CM Punk comes out. He's furious. He recently bait Adam Pierce in a. Loser leaves M.A.W. match and has no earthly idea why Pierce is able to wrestle in this tournament. It, what it essentially comes down to is, what's what's the booker's name again? Carmine, Carmine Despierto. Carmine Zierto. Also referred to at one point by the commentators, the hustler. Yep. Essentially boils down to, hey, I I'm the Booker. I make any decisions I want, which is a terrible way to explain this away. Because I'm just like, man, you can just book anyone as your champion. They don't even gotta win it. What is the point of what we're doing here? Well, he also throws in just it seems like a cherry on top. Oh, by the way, if you don't beat Ian Rotten Punk, you're suspended indefinitely. Which then changes, not to spoil it, if he loses it all in the tournament. He's suspended indefinitely. Yeah, it's a bold move. It's a bold move all around. Nothing that comes out of that man's mouth made sense. But we get this match. Dan, what are we thinking here? Well, I want to cover the CM Punk 
thing real quick. Okay. He's he, he talks after Corporal Robinson and before Carmine, and it is very apparent who has a future in the business on the mic. Like it's just he never looks more professional than when he's doing promos around other indie workers. Like he comes off great. Um, as for the match, uh, Adam Pierce comes out. Babyface who's lost the Loser League Towns match with a broken hand. He's a broken right hand, I think, or hurt right hand. And it's honestly almost an angle more than a match, but it just goes so long. It's just Skull Crusher beating him down. Adam gets in almost no offense. Um, he makes a couple comebacks, but it's mostly just a, just a squash until uh, I think Punk gets. Was he? Does he hit a? Like a low blow, why Prezax distracting the ref or something? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and then Pierce reverses a sunset flip power bomb. That's a very generous description of what he does. Because <laughs> that sunset flip power bomb is completely hit. It's clean as all day. And then essentially, then Skull Crusher has to sort of just roll over after the fact, so and Pierce can actually do the pan attempt to steal it. Um, this is also the point in the evening, which is I'm saying during the angle slash match, where the two cameras they're using have radically different audio feeds. Yes, it's so funny. It's so good. <laughs> I was like, what is going on here? Is my are my speakers blown? How is this <laughs> happening? Uh, and this is what I'm saying. I love. I don't. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I loved it. I was like, yes, perfect. It's it's that's what independent wrestling. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of the show. Alan Forel. He was remarking on Twitter how he officially gives up on independent wrestling getting audio volume uh audio levels correct. I'm like, you know what? Good. No independent wrestling promotion should ever get one white levels correct or audio levels correct. It should be absolute <laughs> butt kiss every single time out. You better goddamn believe it. I do want to make one more remark. Towards this match slash angle, because you're right. There's not, there's not a lot of like true wrestling going on here. Rashi Brown, good lord, his frog splash is a beaut. Rob Van Dam, eat your goddamn heart out. That's a large man hitting that move, and it looks sexy as all hell. That's all I gotta say on that. Dan, you got anything else you want to add here? No, I think we need to get to the next one. All right, it's time for CM Punk versus Ian Ryan. Dan, how are we feeling? I adored it. It was amazing. Um, Rotten comes in. He's the multi-time champ. Just got stripped of the title. Um, he has the mic because he's Ian Rotten. And he puts over Harley Race, who's there in the building, and just just talks much longer about nothing than you'd want him to. And you get straight you to... to. Well, yeah, you get straight to Ian Rotten chain wrestling with the knees and the headbutt. Um, oh, one of the commenters, I don't know commentators, I don't know who they are, said a really good line that I, I wrote down. Ian Rotten's 85 pounds lighter. That's one indie worker lighter. <laughs> Which I, I appreciate. I appreciate. Uh, he, Punk and Ian do the IW of Mid-South, uh, you know, lucha sequences. Um, and just, I think Punk is so good at selling Ian strikes. Um, Ian's chasing Prezak around the ring. I, I really liked it. What did you think of this? I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good. I thought maybe it was a little slow at times, but at the same time, like it gave me what I wanted for the most part. 
I can't complain all that much for what we got here. We get multiple times where Harley Race punches Prezak in the face. Yep. One of the funniest interference sections from Prezak as he has Iran tied up in the ropes on the middle rope and does like, I don't know, a hip attack, whatever you want to call it, on Iran. And it pretty much does nothing to him. It looks like a fly just just ran at Ian. It was a very funny like waste of time, but also like, you know what? Prezak is so damn tiny. Who cares? But yeah, I thought this was really good. And like, I think kind of laid it all out for us anyway, all, already here. But Ian really brings sort of a, a ruggedness to his wrestling that uh, other wrestlers lack. For a lack of a better word. I can't imagine anyone listening to this not knowing who J.R. Goldberg is. But if somehow you do, you don't go to at, I think it's at Wrestling Bubble on Twitter and buy. He has a, a zine called uh, Meth Art Meth Lab Battle Arts that goes through Ian Rotten's, you know, super underrated indie run. And it is just amazing writing. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. He is Jared, probably talented writer, really cuts to heart of Ian Rotten and his run. One specific move I want to call out, though, just because we haven't talked about it yet, is, oh, my goodness, the belly-to-belly suplex Ian hits off the top rope. It's just gnarly as all get out. It just looks like CM Punk's body is getting absolutely wrecked out. <laughs> well, you never know with Ian, like, does he not care about his opponent, or is he making it look like he doesn't care about his opponent? Either way, I love it. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's the point. At the end of the day is that that fact is immaterial how sick ass that move is. Um, the finish is Ian takes punk up to the top rope. Punk reverses it into one of the worst Pepsi plunges ever. But here's what I'm going to say. CM Punk took that move from Adam Pierce. That used to be Adam Pierce's finish. So I'm going to say this is next level psychology. Wow. He's like, I'm finishing with your move applied terribly. Wow. There we go. I'm helping, I'm helping CM Punk out there a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank he's, you. He's having a bad PR week, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna help him out. <laughs> gotta, gotta give him the, give him the rub here, Dan. Thanks, thanks. All right. I mean, if you did, if that wasn't CM Punk, you would not call that the Pepsi plunge or top rope pedigree. You would not recognize what was happening. No, no. It was a fumble. All right. Next matchup. It's called Cabana versus Corp Robinson. I thought this was pretty good. I thought this was pretty good. Dan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I liked it too. Um, Robinson comes out smoking again, drinks a fan's beer. Um, Cole comes out, you know, takes a fan's Hawaiian shirt. It's just like they're both high energy at the beginning. Um, the referee this time, I'm not sleeping, I got it, is Frankie DeFalco, another former MAW champion, of course. Of course. Uh, who's a very large man. Um, it's weird. It's kind of a styles clash, but I think it works. Um, Corp hits like this really cool slingshot leg drop that just looks so heavy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just continued the story of like Colts, like I'm going to win this tournament. I'm not being silly. Uh, gets the finish submission finish again. Yeah, this felt pretty quick. This moves really fast. Yeah. It's again, another story of. Colt taking advantage of essentially busting up someone's knee or them busting up their own knee and getting a submission. 
Like, to me, it feels like he's got two matches in a row now that he was not the main inciter of the weakness. Yeah. And regardless, the coolest thing in this match is obviously Corp Robinson doing a tornado DDT. Bar none. It's sick as hell. All right. Uh, after the match, Corp does the gets the mic and says, this guy's the future. He's great. Yada, yada, yada. Raises his hand. Yeah. That was uh, that was interesting. That was interesting. Yeah. Not, the, not the guy I would get the rub, but you know, what am I? who am I? Who am I? All right. Are you ready to move on to the next match? Or do you got more yeah. you want? want no, I think that's all I got. All right. Next up, it's CM Punk versus Adam Pierce. And we got another Adam Pierce angle on our hands. Dan, what do you think about this one? Well, if anyone listened to the Triple Mania episode, you will know that if someone gets dumped, jumped during an entrance, I'm in. And CM Punk jumps Adam Pierce during an entrance, so I'm in. Uh, I this, I mean this, this was way better than Skull Crusher versus Pierce. This was this was good. Um, I mean, it's, you could tell it's a feud. Uh, Pierce is really selling the, a hand injury. Um, it does the stupid. I'm a too cocky baby face where he hits the pile driver early on and could get the pin, but he pulls him up because he wants to, he wants to punish him. Um, and then I think at some point, I don't know if Prezak starts out there. I think he might come out because of the Harley injury uh, injury. And then Carmine comes out and it becomes the, a terrible, terrible angle where Pierce has him up for a second pile driver and Carmine gives him the thumbs up. And then turns it to a thumbs down, so Pierce pulls Punk on top of him and loses. It's a choice. Yeah, it's the finger poke of Doom, I guess. The thumbs down of Doom. It's a really influential angle, Dan. I'm not sure if you knew about that. Uh, I've heard about it once or twice. Once or twice. Once or twice. Okay. Yeah. Right. What did you think of this? I thought it was thing? really good. I'm really good. That's strong. That's strong. I thought it was. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. I don't feel like, to me, this and the Skull Crusher match aren't very different. They're mm. in the same realm. Obviously, Punk's no Skull Crusher, but what are you going to do about that? The finish is absolutely silly as all get out. You got to make some leaps of logic. Well, like you said, I'm the booker. I can make anyone I want champion. But I need CM Punk to win this tournament. So my plan is to pay Adam Pierce to lose, but first beat him up a lot, including hitting a pile driver. Yeah. Uh, yeah, also gotta make it really, really difficult on him to when he gets to the finals. So I was like, man, there are there are a lot of ways you could have gone about this. One, don't pick a tournament. Just don't. Just give him the belt. Yeah, once you officially say, hey, I'm the booker, I can do what you want, man, nothing matters anymore. You just got to <laughs> give up. How do you how do you get anything back? How do you get any trust back from the audience at that point after you say, I can do whatever I want, I'm the booker, undoing things that you just did? You know. And also part of Carm- Carmine's plan was to beat up Adam Pierce in the first round. So like when he's paying him off, he's like, Hey, Skullcrusher's gonna beat you up, but you're gonna win. 
then you're going to beat up the guy I want to win. And then you have to let him win. I guess you just take the money. I guess you don't, you know, if you're, if you're Adam Pierce, you don't poke holes in his plan. You just take the money. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to offer the money for that, you just do it. You just do it. You accept it. Okay. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. I appreciate Carmine pulling out the money in the ring. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta show him what the goods are. Yeah. All right. Those are the semifinals. We're ready to move on to the finals, Dan, but you told me you had something you wanted to share before we got there. Yeah, I listened to the CM Punk Cole Cabana straight shooting series episode before I watched this because they talk about uh, MAW and Carmine. And one of the things I say is that this is the first place where CM Punk was given a mic and first time he cut a straight edge promo. Um, but they had an interesting story. And I don't remember if it's about this match or they uh, the only match I've seen of MAW, I realized was a future Cole Cabana CM Punk 60-minute draw, which we do not need to rewatch in the future. Uh, but Harley Race is in, and there's a ref for the main event. He's the one that tells Carmine, hey, those kids are good. They can go to 60 minutes. Whether or not that's true, that's the story that Carmine tells Punk and Cabana. But the real story is, after the show, I, either the show or the 60-minute draw, there's an after party where Harley Race is getting blitzed and Ace Steel... And fans are just feeding him shots like over and over and again. So Ace has Punk to give Harley right home. His Punk's obviously sober. And Harley starts throwing up. But as I say in that shoot interview, he's a worker. So he throws up in his mouth and then spits it out the window repeatedly. Spits it out the window repeatedly. Punk slows down. Harley swallows that load of puke to say, keep driving. We don't want to alert the thir- authorities. Drives him to the hotel, says, can you ever forgive me, my friend? CM Punk says, yes. Cole Cabana says it's like his biggest regret that he was not in that car. <laughs> and I just really, I really like pro wrestling. Pro wrestling's good. Pro wrestling's good. good. Uh, I don't know if I feel the same way about this match. Oh. <laughs> I, no, I, I, do like not, I do story. like the story that <laughs> this match was so good to Harley Race. He said they should go 60. Um, I got to tell you. Harley is he's, he's was assigning recently. It's recently with like the last few years. Right. This man's yeah. not dead. But that was 20 years ago. And he's saying that kind of crazy shit. Yeah. Doesn't add up, Dan. Doesn't add up. And Harley. My thing with Harley is he's very involved in the show, like multiple physical angles. Uh, he gets on the mic during this match. They yell at CM Punk, tells him that I think shut up and wrestle. But between that, like he, and he's and he's game for all of his, his action. But between that, why he's refing the match or why he's ringside, bored out of his mind. Yeah. Like, he doesn't look I mean, like he's a, a But it's like it's just so funny because like he'll be fired up for the punch and then he's like back to like that was business. Now I'm bored again. Um, yeah, yeah, I I do want to confirm Harley Race very much dead, very much dead. Oh, died really? in 2019. For some oh. reason, AIW's "Hail to the King" baby from 2019 very much stays in my memory, I guess, because yeah. Harley Race is at that show. Why I don't know, but yes, he's passed. Oh. Rest in peace. Harley race. 
from three years ago, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um. So sorry about that. I felt like I need to fact check that one. That felt like one to fact check. Yeah, that feels like one you can correct. Yeah, I felt pretty strongly. You know, he's still kicking. No, not there. Not there. On second thought, he was great the whole time. Yeah. No <laughs> I take it back. Dead. You know what? He's not going to hear this. Guarantee it. So what did you think of the actual wrestling? I don't think it was very good. You don't think I, it was very good? I thought this was too long. Not a lot going on. I was hoping for more. Just the energy. It was, it was in the pits here. I don't like them explaining it, what a Chinese arm drag is. Oh, I have that written down. Felt very, <laughs> felt a bit problematic. Uh, well, like I said, I don't need to rewatch the Punk Cabana 60-minute match. I loved the Hero Punk TLC match and the 93-minute match of the time. And I, there's no way I would enjoy those now. Like, that was just one of CM Punk's and Hero 2 and Cabana's in the mix. Like, longer is better is what they felt. Um, but you're right. This did lack energy, um, especially from Colt, who I felt had a lot of good energy in the first two matches. Yeah, he was all there in the first two matches. Yeah. But for some reason, with the, the person that is most his equal in this tournament... Just felt like kind of fell flat. Well, maybe he knew what the finish was and was sad about that. Sandbagging him. Because the finish is for everyone. Cabana accidentally, well, Carmine, of course, comes down the ringside. Of course. And then Cabana accidentally hits Harley Race. Harley gets up and just punches Cabana right in the face. (laughs) Punk hits a German, pins him. Harley Race counts the pin. Which is like kind of, I know that it's kind of a heel move by Harley. I know he got hit, but it was very clearly an accident. And he's he's been been, on the other end of it. He's done it. And and he's been in the arena where Punk has been the bad guy and Punk's been cheating all night. But he's like, no, screw that. Doesn't matter. Punk's the champion. Fuck him. Yes. Yeah, it's a weird finish. It's a weird match. Dan, like, you haven't said it straight up, though. Like, oh, we're, I don't like this. I don't okay. like this match. Great. Love it. Thank you. I, I don't like this match. I, I want to like this match. Like, I want to, in six months, I'm going to think I like this match. We're going to watch so many bad tournaments by that point. Man, this is going to really come out good. I, just, I was excited. Like, I was genuinely excited to watch this match. And there's just not a lot of redeeming qualities in it. Like it's a, it's a, I don't know what the time is, but it's, it's a fairly long match and I don't have much of anything written down. <laughs> Most of it's describing the stupid finish. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. My two notes, I think are just harder race is the guest referee and <laughs> Chinese arm drag feels problematic. Yeah. There you go. Um, Chinese arm drag isn't a thing, right? I'm not being, I wasn't being an, no, I don't think it is. I no, just, okay. I wrote they it were, down. they like, just said something. Chinese hard dragon thing. Honestly, it was maybe a sort of progressive the way they handled it. Uh, in the sense that they said something they knew was wrong, wrong in more ways than one. And they tried to cover it up like it was a real thing. Wait, I'm not being racist. This is actually a thing. Let me explain what this is. There's more space between the bodies. 
that's how that's so honestly i don't think a commentator in 2005 manages to figure out a good reason for them to say the thing they said um but there's light on their feet here in i mean it's 2022 and people are uh booking chris hamrick and getting mad when he's using slurs so i mean what do you expect 21 years ago <laughs> what do you expect what do you expect man does anyone have they did they ever look at chris hamrick have they ever been like hey i wonder who chris hamrick is when they booked him they- <laughs> it made zero sense to me uh i feel really bad because i didn't need to look up what slurry used i instantly knew what it was like i I used to like Chris Hamrick, and I really like Tracy Smothers when he's around, but, like, I'm not going to – I don't like the words he says. I'm not going to be surprised if I book him and he says them. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to go back to him. You're not a booker, though. That's the thing. We're not paying these people directly. Um, And for GCW, I'm never going to pay them indirectly either, hopefully. Um, So, interesting. It was weird. It was weird. After the match – I'm going to bring this up. This really upset me. Please. After the match, Pierce – comes out to help celebrate with Carmine and Skull Crusher and Punk and Praise Zach and and like, but I'm like, so was it for the money or now you're their buddy? It was so weird. Because he's like, he was like really excited for Punk to be a champion. But like, Carmine you just, just said, paid just for what, friends. He said, give me my money and I'll leave. But he didn't leave. He stuck around. Also, speaking of Carmine, Harley Race kicks him out in the beginning of the match. I think says like, what are you, pizza delivery boy? Get out of here. Something stupid. But then, Carmine comes back, which I guess again he can do it. He's from, he's the Booker, and Harley's like, I guess this is fine. It was, man, I hate it. I hate it. Carmine saying, "I'm the Booker. I can do what I want." Has tainted me on this entire ordeal from beginning to end. Every show could have a title tournament. It would not matter. Well, well, you know this. I'm a fan of Survivor Series '98 Deadly Games. Like I, which is like you tell me this all Russo, the time. Which is Russo-rific, like full of you know bullshit and and angles. And I'm also a fan of early 2000 indies. So this should be. I should like this. It was terrible. I hate it. Uh, just no, just not good. Well, you see, the thing with Russo is it feels like he does swerves that don't make any sense much of the time. But they're rarely the, the, of the sort that discredits every other potential decision that doesn't make sense. It's just bad ideas across the board, not bad ideas that affect every other idea you come up with from there on out. Yeah. Because like you said, like everything that Carmine's doing, I'm like, well, why are you doing this? You have all that money. You are in charge. And you just said, like, you can undo anything you've done. And we're not MAW historians, but it seems like he just arbitrarily took the title off Ian because he was mad at Ian. But he's like, well, I got to be fair. Ian's in the tournament. Why? It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. All right. We're wrapped up here. We're wrapped up with the tournament. It's now on to match of the tournament. That's pretty easy for me. Uh, punk and rotten. Yeah, I think I'm there with you. I think I'm there with you. Um, there's not much now, else Worker, to really say. It was like I had a yeah. I don't think it's close. I don't. What would be your second favorite match? Skull Crusher. 
versus CM Punk. See, I think mine would probably be not CM Punk and Pierce. Oh um, yeah, I think mine would probably be it might be Corporal Robinson versus Cole Cabana. Honestly, that that's a good shout. That's a good yeah. shout. There's a lot of there's a few matches in that kind of second tier. Where I'm like, they're not. CM Punk versus Ian Rot is like an actually good match. Like something I could recommend someone watching. Uh, just like, hey, outside of this tournament, go do this. It's really good. Spend time on this. I don't know if there's a whole lot of other matches that I'd fit that bill, but there's a few that sort of range in that. Like, hey, you ain't busy. You want to kill 10, 15 minutes. Here you go. Have fun with it. All right, this one's this one's way tougher. Worker of the tournament. I had a rough time with it, and this might be controversial. I know this is crazy. I went with Ian Rotten. Man, I was about to say Ian Rotten because hey, oh my, I'm not gonna now. Like it was between him and the other individual, Corp Robinson. Yep, that was my other choice. So I think we're covering our bases here. It's funny because that I went with Ian and you went with Corp Robinson because I like. Robinson Serrano way more than you, but I just like I said Ian Rotten CM Punk is a actually good match, and Rotten is the better worker in it, and it's like he, he's just the best worker on the show. Yeah, like when it, came, it comes down to it, it's like oh when I see Ian Rotten, even if it's just a one match, he looks better than everyone else on the show. I'd wa- I'd rather watch it twice. Yeah, than no, any, anyone else's two matches. No one disproves the idea that if Ian had. Th- three matches on the show, he wouldn't have the three best matches on the show. I picked Corp though, because he did a leg drop to the floor. And I thought that's, that was cool. That's fair. that's fair. Now, this is normally I say I don't like fantasy booking. Let me fantasy book. I got nothing. I don't know how you save it. Dan's fantasy booking of this show. I got nothing. Like just make Clunk the champion, I guess. Yeah, like unfortunately you're not the hustler. And yeah. the hustler's the only person that makes decisions in MAW. Now, I would like to say, I was very excited about the show. And what I did was I reached out to Carmine Despirito <laughs> for thoughts. Yeah, yeah, I did say <laughs> And it turns out, I don't know my history. He has a podcast, not active anymore, I don't think. It was, what I listened to seemed good. Uh, it seemed fine. I don't know if I'm saying good. <laughs> uh, you, you really reeled that back me, in. He was very, very, very nice. But he said, I've, I've booked a lot of shows. I don't even remember why I held up the title. But he told me, he said, ask Prazak. And you know what crazy Dave Prazak said? He thought I was in Wisconsin. He's like, come to GCW tonight. I'll talk to you about it. Oh, my God. And I was like, I, would, I don't think I'll ever go to a GCW show unless I was in Wisconsin that night. Then I would have been at that one. Because that sounds amazing. Oh, but I was man. Like, I you had, like, I you were about to do some real there. journalism there, Dan. <laughs> I told it before watching this super hype. Like if this was what I thought it was, it'd be, it'd be a five out of five. Oh my God. Uh, I told I'm, you, I was like, I'm deep in it. I'm losing it. The, the, the freaking show that really made you go full talking attorneys pilled is the MAW show from <laughs> December 15th, 2001, oh. not to be confused with a tournament called, MAW Heavyweight Championship Tournament. That's well over 100 days later. 
Yes. Not well over, slightly over 100 days later. Yes. Which is a show that we will be talking about in the not-too-distant future as a bonus episode. As that show is... The show is longer, the tournament is shorter. But we feel like Dan and I both noticed it when we accidentally looked up the IWTV posting for this show and got turned around when we saw the March 30th, 2002 show. And to make sure that it doesn't happen again, we just like, we'll just watch the show and get back to it. So look forward to that coming out probably next week. Damn. Now we skipped. We got to rate this show. Oh man, we got to rate this show. Yeah. And this I had I had a struggle with this. This is very clearly not a good show. Um yeah, I I need a second. I need a second. I need to oh, look through Man, I'm I got a notion a uh, whole page here, Dan. For oh. talking tournaments. I haven't all put a rating. a rating though for this. Any of them. I should do that. Now that I'm thinking about it. I was really excited. I thought you were going to say you had all of our old ratings at the ready. I thought I that would be This convenient. is something I will be doing after the show. Yeah, it sounds good. Um, I believe last week, not last week, last episode, I hated that tournament. I think we gave it a 1.75, both of us. That sounds that sounds right. And so what I'm going to give this show is a two. I was going to go two point I'm not happy about it. See, I I I wanted to give it a one point seven five, but like Ian Rotten, CM Punk was better on any of the New Japan shows we watched. Um, so I, I had to get either two. I completely blanked on the New Japan tournament. I was just like, I thought we both liked the AAA mass tournament. What are you talking about, Dan? <laughs> I mean, and you're totally right to blank on it. Like, I think in retrospect, of any of the ratings, that one might look bad in the future. Like, how do we go as high as 1.75 on that show that not only would I not recommend, if someone was saying, hey, I'm going to watch this New Japan tournament, I would say, no. Don't do it. You've made a great yeah, I give it, I give it to, it's CM Punk's from the promo. It's kind of funny, and it's not like a hard rock watch. Like, I didn't, until the main event, nothing was putting me asleep, but just, it was just stupid. Yeah, I tried to watch the main event three times. It didn't go well any of those times. I powered through, but it's not, not good. Now, do you, do you have the runtime on that match? I only think it's like 22 minutes or something like that. Oh my god, that's crazy. Um, See, in my mind, it's like 45, and that's why Harley's like, let him go an hour. No, the show itself is only an hour and 45 minutes. Or the file itself. So it's not bad. Um, I think there's plenty of fun stuff. I think with the lineup, it's hard not to at least get some enjoy- enjoyable stuff out of it. That There's a few dampers in there. There's definitely a few dampers just because of the rigmarole of the hustler and the finals just being kind of dookie. But that's whatever. 2.25 for me, 1.75 for you. That's a whole point five swing. Oh wait, no, 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 two, no, two, two for you, 2.25 two. for me. Okay, we're we're in the same ballpark. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. All right, Dan, 
Got any plugs? I think I already plugged J.R. Goldberg, so not really. I mean, con- what, listen to everything on the Sam's uh, We Don't Know Wrestling feed and contact me if you want to buy a house. There we go. There we go. 100%. 100%. Go follow us on Twitter at WDKWPN to catch up with all of our shows and QNTR on Twitter. Then you can find me at concrete 1992 on Twitter. If Twitter dies, we don't die, but I have no idea where any of our socials will be. So let's hope I don't have to figure that out. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks all for listening and we'll talk to you next time.